Before we get started, a special thank you is in order to our friends over at Stanley Customs. Stanley Customs creates amazing custom sports figurines for all you athletes out there. Right now, our listeners will get 15% off their order and all interviewees will get 25% off of their order simply by going to Stanley underscore Customs on Instagram and telling them that Globally Ballin sent you. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Globally Ballin podcast, a product of the Globally Ballin podcast network we have a fantastic interview for you today so sit back and enjoy and thank you all for joining us one more time here's the music i gotta let you go finish the game with a broken hand yeah finish the game with- i'm rio 2016 silver medalist and asian games 2018 gold medalist young man how do you use a celebrity for good you know, it's, uh, up until that point, most of us, as athletes, were taught how to use a celebrity to manipulate, to get a girl, to get famous, whatever it is. We're hours away from kind of the nearest hospital to end up losing his leg over. I don't think a lot of people know the opportunities there are actually to play overseas, especially in the women's category. Actually broke my neck. I was paralyzed from the waist down, and I was never supposed to walk again, much less be able to play football again. Had a couple guys get robbed at gunpoint, um, and one of them was just like, "Yeah, get me out." At the same time, there are some who would still keep their nine to five jobs because the pay for being an athlete isn't enough. Don't complain when we look like idiots abroad in these big tournaments. What league or country gave you the best pay contract-wise? Probably Turkey my last season. Okay. On our last episode, we talked with Reem Mousa who is a professional athlete, professional basketball player in Egypt. She went to Rice and played college ball at Rice in Texas in the United States and also plays for the national team, the Egyptian national team as well. This week, we branch off from that just a bit, and we're going to talk to the import on Reem's team, and her name is uh, Patricia Bright. Patricia Bright is fantastic, and she has a great story. She's been playing for quite some time, and so... She is does a great job in the interview breaking through, and we go step-by-step step through all the places that she's been as far as we can remember, or she can remember. And it, so as far as an athlete goes, if you're an athlete or curious about playing international, Patricia is going to give you a fantastic insight on what that might look like. The interview is on the longer side, so I'm not doing a lot of intro, which is probably good for you. Also, typically, I, I usually set up what these things are going to be about in the beginning. Basically, all you need to know is, is Patricia played Division One college basketball here in the United States, and like she's going to say, was not immediately considering playing overseas, and something changed that, what she'll talk about. And ever since then, she's been playing in different leagues. It's been a busy life. It's been nearly nonstop basketball life, but there's really no loose ends to tie up before the episode. So I'm going to leave it at that and jump right in to our interview with Patricia Bright. So thank you, Patricia, for your time in advance, and please, everybody, enjoy the episode. Thank you. Hey, everybody. This episode is brought to you by an additional sponsor. We are now also brought to you by Creating Young Minds. Creating Young Minds is a nonprofit out of Louisville, Texas, right outside of Dallas. You may remember we've had an episode in the past with the founders of Creating Young Minds, Dr. Shira Ackerman and Coach 
Mathis Crowder. Creating Young Minds strives to help young men achieve success in their life where they may not have otherwise achieved that success. One way they do this is through their new basketball team. The Louisville Yellow Jackets affiliated with Creating Young Minds play in TBL, the Basketball League, and through a combination of their nonprofit as well as their basketball team, Creating Young Minds and the Louisville Yellow Jackets are doing their best to bring the European model of basketball to the United States. That is Creating Young Minds. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, basically everywhere. Find Creating Young Minds, check them out, see what they're all about. And when the TBL League rolls around once again, keep an eye out for the Louisville Yellow Jackets. Thank you. Hello, Patricia. This is Aaron. Hi, how, how are, you? are you? I'm good. Good, good. Awesome. Thank you for joining me. You'll be the first. We've done sports, different sports, different countries, but you'll be the first female mm -hmm. import basketball player. So that'll be interesting. Woo! So you'll be speaking to, uh, you'll be telling the story first. So to start off, let's have you introduce who you are and what you do. So my name is Patricia Bright. I'm a professional basketball player and I'm currently in Egypt. Okay. Where did you, you're from the United States, you're an import player playing in Egypt? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. And where did you play in college? So I actually went to Oregon State University and I graduated in 2013. Okay. So after I graduated, I just started my uh, career overseas. At what point did you know during your career that you could have a, a chance outside of college to keep playing basketball? To be honest, when I was graduating at Oregon State University, I didn't even think about playing basketball overseas. It actually took my my college post coach, Eric Eli. He played overseas for X amount of years. So he kind of just mentioned it to me because I just didn't, I know I didn't want to play in the WNBA. I just was kind of just set on just getting a regular job and just calling it, you know, calling it a day. But when he opened up the idea to play basketball overseas, I just, I just took it and ran with it, I guess. <laughs> Sure. Would you agree then that for certain sports or yeah, for, for certain sports, it's under advertised about opportunities to play overseas after college? Oh, I mean, absolutely. You know, I don't think a lot of people know the opportunities there are actually to play overseas, especially in the women's category. There's so many teams looking for Americans or Canadian players or whatever nationality to, you know, help contribute to their teams. And I just feel like it's not, it's kind of like word of mouth, which is a really bad way of you know broadcasting Absolutely. what you need exactly and so that to touch on what what i do that's kind of the whole point of this whole thing is we've realized mm -hmm. quickly that really the only people that know that they can play overseas are uh, male basketball players and so not only you know other than that there's all mm -hmm. the female sports and i have a big chunk of male sports that they're not even aware that there's opportunities right. to play and so that's kind of what we're trying to do right. yeah so you graduate from oregon state where do you go first to play so i graduate from oregon state I actually had my rookie season in a small island called Malta. Okay. Yep. So I was actually there for 10 months. So I think I left September and I didn't come home all the way until May. So when I had the whole experience, I had the whole experience. <laughs> So how did you I like Malta there? Oh, I mean, right now, I, I mean, I loved it. I mean, for what it was worth, we won a championship out of there. I had a good club, supportive teammates. You know, it's a, it's very small. You can probably go around Malta in probably an hour and some change. If you haven't been there or if anyone has been there before, they'll tell you it, it's really nice. But the basketball is growing. And when I was there, we had some good people. That, we had some good competition that we played against. So it was it was fun. Okay. And so go over kind of the situation that you 
you had there, you had housing usually is a part of it, right? And yeah. Okay. So what kind of incentives usually were a part of that for at least for Malta? Okay. So my rookie season, I, I pretty much had a basic contract. You know, you, you play, you play 10 months, you have the housing, internet, Wi-Fi, you know, TV cable, all covered, insurance covered by the club, the club pays your 10% to your agent that's covered by the club. Any transportation that you need, the club, the club's going to come and pick you up. So, I mean, it's pretty much all money in. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, you know, you have like, if you win a cup, that's a bonus. Bonus if you win. If you win a championship, that's a bonus. So, you know, further along down the, the line around, I mean, so, yeah, further along your career, you can kind of like, you know, mix it up on what, what incentives that you want in your contract. Obviously, my contracts changed drastically from my rookie season, thank God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's usually the basics of, of a contract. So was your rookie contract then, was it just the the paid everything? Were you, were you getting an extra check after that stuff? was covered or was it just the stuff that was covered that makes sense no so it was it was yeah so room and board was covered then on top of that they would pay my salary okay. and then obviously my flight there and back gotcha. back home gotcha yeah. okay and so as that as you develop and as you grow in your experience that mm -hmm. you'll have more negotiating leverage. Right. So backing up just a second here, when did you, how did you get the agent? When did you decide that you needed one? How did you go about finding one? How did that work? So like I said before, my, my post coach, Eric Eli, he kind of helped me. He kind of guided me in that situation. But you know, the shocking part of which is kind of still shocking to this day is a lot of agents will hit you up on Facebook. So Doesn't surprise even me. my senior year, a lot of a lot of agents were hitting me up on Facebook and I thought it was like a spam. Like sure. I had no idea, you know, you can make money overseas or even in that area. So I was I, I wasn't adding them. And until I had the conversation with my with my coach, Eric Eli, and he was just like he was like, You have to start hearing what these people have to say. He was like, It's not a scam. They're they're actually, you know, an agent. They're really trying to make, like find you some money. I was just like, oh my gosh! But Facebook is a really big thing, especially for you know agents that are not based out of the United States. Some oh, yeah. agents are based out of other countries, so you know they're using Facebook as a platform to reach out to you. So you guys, have to, you know, really be aware of that. You know, always hear what everyone has to say because I know I made that mistake. I kind of just brushed it off a couple like two, three agents. So when I actually signed with the agency, he was based in the United States, which I'm obviously. I'm not with him no more, but I just feel like, you know, you just have to kind of just reach out and hear what people have to say. And then, you know, you make a judgment call in that case. But Facebook is really a big platform that agents use to, you know, keep up with basketball players and not only. Yeah. And, and on the one hand, I'm I'm not surprised. On the other hand, for any athletes listening, it does seem weird that you're going to get approached by yeah. agents via Facebook. And it will. I'm sure it does look yeah. super sketchy if you're not prepared for it. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So after Malta, what happens? So after Malta, I, I came back home. I obviously got right back into training mode because, I mean, all my career I was kind of used to being the defensive player. So, you know, overseas you're you're looking to be offense, defense, pretty much anything your, your team needs, you just have to adapt. So I I worked a lot on my offensive game in the summertime, and then I got, well, I was still with my agent at the time. Then he found me a deal in, uh, let me try to remember. I want to believe it was Puerto Rico. Okay. Puerto Rico. So the Puerto Rico season is actually three months. It's really a short season. Oh, okay. 
so so in that three months they're playing they're playing you the same thing pretty much basic salary 10 10 percent goes to your agent room board flight there flight back so i finished out that season which was i believe august through october okay and normally a, a european season is september through april or may hmm. so they have a two they have pretty much like a half period so in the month of december is where you can either get you know in in all honesty get fired or hired yeah. you know yeah absolutely that's like the breaking period sure so after i finished my season in puerto rico i signed with i signed with a team in the uk for half a season because obviously i had a couple more months before i could even jump on a european team because the closing period was closed it wasn't open yet hmm. okay. so i had an, uh, a pretty much open contract in in london okay yeah open meaning so open meaning anytime like i got paid by weekly so in that contract it stated that you know i was paid by weekly room and board was covered flight was covered but at any period of time i could leave the team you were allowed to or they could kick yeah. you off or either or yeah or either or okay it was an open contract it was either or okay and at this point still early on are you fielding options mm-hmm. or taking everything that comes in basically um at that point i was kind of just new to it i was just, sure you know sure. i was kind of just feeling stuff out and just taking what was the best you know route for me i didn't know you know what what are actually the what i should be worth and you know what what playing style I need to be in I wasn't really looking at that you know further on in my career I started talking to other people older people that you know were obviously played a lot longer than I have and sure. you know they gave me some knowledge on what to look at and you know what was best for me and what fits in my contract and so that kind of worked but early on I had no no idea I was just kind of just taking whatever absolutely <laughs> I was just like as long as I'm not at home not making no money I you know I'll take it well Speaking of which, then quickly is so when it comes to salary, I always open it up. I always like to hear if they'd like to share what they got, but I don't. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But what I do want to know is when you came home in between seasons, yeah, did you need to work or did you not need to work? Like my when you rookie were, season, yeah. I felt I felt like I needed to work. I had, I had a, but I didn't have like a nine to five job. Okay, I kind of all focused it on basketball. So a lot of us kind of just work like basketball camps or like, like train a kid sure. to have some money income because you know in the summer season you're looking at three months with no income yeah and if your check isn't as big in that you know nine or ten months it's kind of like those three months are detrimental to your account (laughs) yeah absolutely okay all right so we're in london and then what? Mm-hmm. So we're in London. You know, I had an open contract. I finally landed a gig in Australia, which was actually in, I want to say, January. Okay. January. So this was the second league in Australia. So this was July. So after, so February through July, I went all the way down to, well, yeah, I guess you could say down. <laughs> down to Australia, <laughs> Western Australia. It was called um, Bunbury. Okay. Yep. So I was there for February all the way through July. So I kind of missed that summer dead period yeah. which I was happy about yes. because I didn't have to you know kind of figure out what what I had to do with with money and stuff like that because I was just working all the way through good yeah so you know in 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 that midst of time I kind of fired my agent okay <laughs> got a new one got a new one pretty much found the other agent through Facebook and you know word of mouth through other basketball players so just you know seeing seeing what works now so part of this is obviously athletes learning from other athletes so you don't need mm-hmm. to say who it was or anything but can you at least give us an idea of what made you decide that it wasn't working and that 
then you had to look for something else? Like, what was the key that you needed to right. look for something else? Right. So every athlete is different. You know, for me, I just, I want pretty much two things from my agent. I want communication and I want transparency. Sure. So when I, when you know, when I'm coming and asking a question, I want, you know, obviously a fast response because this is, this is my career. Like, this is my livelihood. Sure. And on top of that, I need honesty. So, you know, in the second agent that I found, I found those two things that, you know, the first agent was obviously lacking. Okay. So when when it came to, you know, looking at my film and, you know, placing me where I needed to be, obviously this agent had a lot more confident in my abilities rather than just finding me a job. Okay. You know, and just finding you a job could be you could take a lower level, you know, be out there getting 40, you know, 40 and 20 every night. But at the end of the day, you need to be against higher competition, making more money. So the second agency kind of seen that and he was just like, you know, these are this is where you were at, but this is where you need to be. And this is where you need, and you know, with this is where you need to be, obviously grows your income the people you play against and then other more coaches see you. So, you know, you're now growing in a higher level of basketball, which opens you up to better contract, you know, higher level and playing against more better competition. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So back to Australia, you were Mm -hmm. in there from, say those dates again, you said February? February uh, through July. Okay. And after July, this is like a period I just played basketball pretty much a whole year. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) A whole year and a half, I was just playing basketball. But after I finished my season in Australia, I signed to Turkey. This was my first year in Turkey. So I signed with them and I left September and I came back for two weeks in December because in my contract we had a Christmas break, you know, so, you know, uh, this is this is my technically second or third year. So I'm negotiating my contract a little bit better. I'm like, look, I have to go home. Yeah, I was like, look, I have to go home. (laughs) So, you know, I'm negotiating that. So, you know, we have. A Christmas break, which they flew me home. I got to speak. I got to spend a week and a half at home, and then they flew me back for the second part of the season, which ended in May. Okay, all right. So, so yeah, I, I negotiated that one. <laughs> that was that's pretty cool. That and that it's really helpful because that shows a nice development of how that changes. But so at this point, you've been literally all over the world mm-hmm. in a span of what two years? Is that adding up yes, to about two it years? Was, it was. It was. Yes, it was very busy. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. And you're the other part that that maybe non-athletes don't catch on too much is that you're playing basketball the entire year basically that is that's a lot and so one thing that's really important is that when I've talked to other athletes they need to make sure is how good trainers are in some of these leagues and teams right did you find that that was sufficient where you were I feel like the summer is where you kind of build up okay and then the season is obviously where you break down. Yeah. <laughs> because you have to be, you know, you're going to be 35 minutes, you know, and that's just because one, you're an American and two, that's what they expect. So when you're playing all those minutes, obviously it's a breakdown of, you know, your body. So in the summer, you really have to worry about like weights, obviously a little bit conditioning. Yeah. And make sure you're ready for it. Build up. And Yeah. And you got to make sure you're ready to go because, you know, in, in 35 minutes is a lot of minutes. Yeah. Absolutely it is. Um, okay, uh, let's see. We're in year two. Mm-hmm. Where to next? After Turkey, you each other. Yeah, I can only imagine. That'd be very difficult to recount them all, especially when yeah, you're, yeah, you're in five countries in two yeah. years. 
Yeah, I'm over here trying to, because, you know, it was just very busy. I'm over here trying to backtrack. I want to say, um, you know, I, I hope I'm getting this right. I want to say I went to Turkey. No, I'm, I'm over here trying to look at my basketball bio. <laughs> I should have been more prepared. That's all right. Um, um, Turkey, Turkey, I went to, oh my gosh, where did I go? Oh, here, like, where did I go? I played Turkey for two years. I played Switzerland. I think I went... No, yeah, I think I went to Switzerland. Okay. Ooh, that's pretty nice. So you go and play in Switzerland. Yeah. And But you said Turkey two years, and that is, is that yeah. the first time we're returning to a league? So I played in Turkey for, for one team for one year, and then I came back to Turkey, which was, I actually played for three teams in Turkey, but in okay. the span of two years. And, okay. And I'll explain that, because sure. the first year I played the, from with one team all the way through. Okay. The second, the second year, I played with one club, but we had a financial issue. Oh, <laughs> so talk about it. Leaving. Those are really yes. important. Those are really important, because players don't catch on to that until it's too late sometimes. Yes. Yes. So they had, so I was only there for a month and I ended up going to Switzerland. So pretty much what ended up happening was, I guess, one of the big sponsors dropped out. Mm. So they pretty much the budget was cut all the way, like sure. pretty much all the way. Absolutely. And so, did they tell you this or did you have to find out when you weren't getting paychecks? Oh, uh, well, they were, they were late. I mean, they were late my first check, which was obviously the the first month I was there. So, you know, in your contract, you have a procedure. If, you know, if they're late, you have to wait 10 days, kind of ask them, like, what's going on? Like, where's the money at? And after after that 10 days, you start doing, you know, what's on your contract, which sure. is, you know, for some people is the ugly part. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, it's the sitting out of games. It's the not coming to practice. It's the, it's you know, it's the not so ugly part. Because, I mean, it's the, it's the ugly part because I say this, you know, you, you grow a bond with your teammates and then but you have to still think at the end of the day this is a business so yeah absolutely you know you have to you have to control it like that so I actually had to sit out of practices and didn't come to games and oh. then finally I had a meeting with with um, our GM and obviously my agent and we kind of just brokered a deal he was like look you know this is what it is our sponsor our sponsor left we only have X amount of dollars he was like what we can do is this he was like we can come up with a number we can settle for that we can give you a clearance and then you'll be good like then i can leave so pretty okay. much we just cut the contract short so that's what we ended up doing we okay. ended up you know finding finding a number that was good for both of us cut cut it at that and you know sign my quote-unquote termination or release letter and yeah. i was open to sign with another team sure okay and at that point that's when you moved on to switzerland yeah that's when i moved that's when i moved to switzerland so i played in switzerland after after we signed the termination letter for okay. Turkey. So I played in Switzerland. In that contract, I actually got a car. I stayed Ooh. I stayed by myself. So it kind of worked out. Obviously, I was getting, you know, cup bonuses, salary, room and board was covered, insurance was covered, and then the flight to and from home. So that was pretty good. And, you know, I made sure I put automatic because <laughs> yeah, I cannot drive a stick shift. <laughs> 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 but that is, you know, so they made sure I, I got an automatic. Well, so Switzerland sounds like they're bending over backwards to make sure you get what you get, which is awesome. And so yeah. how long was this time in Switzerland? I want to say this was 
probably two months okay. in Switzerland. All right. Which brings us to? Which brings us, after Switzerland season was over, I signed to France. <laughs> All right. Now you're moving on to France. You're make, so now at this I'm point, yeah. you're jumping into Euroball <laughs> a little bit more. Are we yeah. seeing a difference as far as, well, there's a bunch of different elements. Is there? Are you seeing a difference in competition, fandom, oh, um, sure. treatment oh, of sure. players? <laughs> okay. Okay. And at this point, you're kind of at the, you consider these kind of the higher ends as far as what you've experienced? Oh, yeah. When I got, when I got to France, I kind of was just like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> okay. So when I got to France, you know, I got my own place, room board covered, insurance covered. I got a car which was not an automatic, it was a stick shift, so I actually had to learn. <laughs> I actually had to learn, so keyword, please learn how to drive a stick shift. Okay. You might be getting one, but in France was, you know, they take basketball serious. We had fans, we had to do promo, oh, wow. we had physio, yeah, we had two practices a day, Ooh. like, that's when I was just like, this is what it's gonna be, I said, this is Europe. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, we had we had to do sponsor things. My car was wrapped with sponsor logos on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay. And obviously, you know, we were we were playing at a high a high level of competition. Like there were some really good girls that we played against. But you know, we actually had me and then another girl. She was from uh, I want to say, oh my gosh, what was she? She from Hungary. Okay. I believe so. There was actually two imports we could have on. On our team oh, okay. compared to yeah compared to turkey which there could only be one yeah so you know obviously with that becomes bigger budget and obviously more expectation <laughs> oh absolutely so yeah there was for sure a, a wake-up call and this is how it's supposed to be you know we had a morning practice morning practice would roll after weight you get your you know you get your like two three hour nap and then you have night practice and that's monday through friday <laughs> oh, wow and so at this point have so you have you run in or played against anybody you recognize from college or anything back in the states or not is it all new people these are you know it would be great to see a, a a familiar face but you know this is all these are all kind of new people which yeah. are which is good you know you you build a bond with somebody and it just kind of branches out so you kind of just are never alone coming into your you know sixth season i'm in my sixth season right now so i'm just comfortable with meeting new people and kind of just seeing who they know because this basketball community is actually very small okay <laughs> it's very small all right so i have yet i've yet to play against one of my teammates but are they out there? Do you know they're out there? <laughs> they, they are out there. I mean, I know I got a couple girls, you know, they're playing on the Canadian national team right now. We have a couple people um, in Australia right now. So one of these days, one of these days, they're going to have to see me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not your friend on the court. We can talk after. Yeah, absolutely. No, no way. So um, following France, mm -hmm. where, what's next? So after friends, I came back to Turkey. <laughs> okay. New club, yep. new area. Was so, that old club still there? Okay. I heard it. Actually, it wasn't. Okay. Well, that it makes wasn't. sense. It, it actually, actually, both the clubs that I played in my first year and then the second club that actually folded, they they all got dissolved. Okay. So I don't know if that was sponsor wise or, you know, club expectations. Sure. Because in each club, they kind of have like a pretty much this is what you need to be in in this level. So I don't know if it was like the gym size wasn't right or 
about it, but yeah. <laughs> but obviously because I've been there before, I kind of knew some of the local the Turkish players. So you know they they kind of knew who I was. I knew who they were. Some of my old teammates reached out to me. So when I came back after France, they were like, "Oh, Patricia's back." I was like, "Yep, <laughs> I've been here in two years. What's changed?" But you know, it was still. One import, one import per team. So pretty much you're playing 40 minutes, one practice a day. The kind of rest and recovery wasn't technically like a physio, but it was kind of like a team doctor. Sure. You know, he'd give you massages sure. or ice baths and stuff like that. So, I mean, the recovery treatment was, was pretty good, but, you know, you always just got to make sure you're eating right and resting. Awesome. You know, 40 minutes is a lot of minutes. <laughs> yeah, long time. Um, so you're back in Turkey for a third mm-hmm. time. And at this point, mm-hmm. we've hit, it's got to be 10 different seasons somewhere. <laughs> and so, Seems like it. Yeah. I can't believe you've recalled all, I mean, I can't, I'm already forgetting some of them. What, um, yeah, um, <laughs> where, where to? I am. So after Turkey, which we actually did very well, we finished second in the whole league. This okay. Was the, this was, yeah, we finished second in the whole league, you know, which surprised everyone, but I wasn't shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I get to come to lovely Egypt. Does that bring us to present <laughs> day? Yep. Awesome. Egypt right now. So, so after, yeah, after I finished my Turkey season, I came back to the state, trained, and then I got an uh, interesting call to come to Egypt, and I've never been to Africa before, so I'm, I was pretty excited. Never played in this league, but um, I've heard great things, and I've heard this league is up and coming, so we just kind of have to cross our fingers and see how we do, hopefully a championship. <laughs> So before we kind of dive into your time, current time in Egypt, I want to ask you, I want to kind of go through the ones that you were at real quick and kind of give you Mm -hmm. um, kind of a subject matter and tell me which one you think was the best one when it came to that. Okay. So as far as we'll start with pay, which one did you get the best, what league or country gave you the best pay contract wise? Probably Turkey my last season. Okay. As far as fandom, what country was that? Mm-hmm. France. France? Sure. Team yeah. Team Doctors? Was that an option? Oh, yeah, that's an option. Probably France. Okay. League Intensity? France. France? But France, I will say, but Turkey is 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 up there as well. kind of thought Turkey was going to come in there. Okay. And safety? Yeah, Turkey's up there. Safety. Switzerland. Switzerland. <laughs> okay. Switzerland. Can I, now I don't want you to burn any bridges. Can I flip that around and which one did you not feel the safest in? Uh... That was well, up to you, you if know, you don't me, feel comfortable. Kinda, no, I, I don't care about the question. <laughs> okay. I'll answer it. Um, for me, it's, it's, it's more not, it's more like what's not comfortable for me is like living. Okay. And like bugs. It's oh, not sure. more so as danger. Okay. You know, so in Australia, I was just uh-uh. terrified. No, uh-uh. <laughs> they got those spiders I as big as a toilet terrified. seat. I'm not playing there. Yeah. Uh-uh. In Australia, I was terrified i am not a bug person so when when i hear safety i'm thinking of bugs animals and all types of things and you know they have things that can kill you i was nervous every day <laughs> i bet you were did you run into anything that would have scarred me for life red back spider oh. i've probably seen a spider as big as my hand i almost cried i was <laughs> i did not do bugs everyone will tell you no i did not do bugs the bugs is not me <laughs> That, so you know, when I when it comes to when I hear safety, I automatically think bugs and, and stuff like that. Obviously not, you know, I'm in danger, but it would definitely be Australia. They got some weird looking animals out there. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that that's fair. Yeah. And it's important because there's so many aspects to it, especially, well, once you get kind of the opportunity to pick as to where you're going to go or maybe get a little choosy, that might be something yeah. that you really need to think about. All right. Well, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, go ahead. All in the house? <laughs> no, 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 no. Once I start getting in the house, then we have a problem. You're living there for eight months. You're going to see. I've seen kangaroos. What's going on? <laughs> you know, you're there. So you're going to run into something. And, you know, it's for me, I was dramatic about it. <laughs> All right, so Egypt now. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about Egypt. What are you doing? So there? Who are you I've playing with? I've actually only been here. I am playing for Smoha, so I am with Reem right now. Yes. That is my point guard. <laughs> she is my point guard. I'm very excited. I've actually only been out here for probably a week and some change. Oh, okay. I got here. Yeah, I think I got here on the 12th, so... I'm just kind of getting, you know, time adjusted and seeing where the mall and the food is at. But they do have a very good variety of food, I will say that. Okay. There is no struggle food over here. <laughs> what city are you in? Are you in one of the is it Cairo or not? We're in uh we're in Alexandria. Okay. So okay. we we're kind of beating the heat a little bit. Sure. And do you guys all is it like teams based on cities or are you all just you know, wherever. Like, do you, so you so have we your own actually gym? have, yeah, we have our own club, our own gym, our own facility. So we actually have two women's teams in, in Alexandria. We oh. have us, and then there's another team called Sporting. Okay. So they have their own club, own facility, own gym. And then there's, I, I don't quote me on this, but I think there's like maybe four or five teams in Cairo. Okay. Or in that Cairo area. But it's the same thing. They have their own gym, own club, own little area. So we'll be when we travel to them, we'll be playing in their gym and things of that nature. Do you get, uh, I know you've only been there for a week, and this kind of expands to all the other <laughs> leagues you played into, but um, did you, do you and did you get some time to see some of the things you were around? Like, did you get out on the town a little bit or was it pretty intense and didn't leave you much time for that? No, I mean, when I got here, obviously, you know, we had practices, practice schedules and things. But, you know, I'm kind of a a veteran in the game. So I kind of know when to when to come out and explore and when to chill out. Sure. But I mean, I've been to certain places. I, you know, I've been to the mall. I've seen the water. Yeah. I've done little things like that. Now, as far as like tours and seeing the pyramids and stuff, we're going to have to wait till after the season. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's fine. I'm pretty sure we have a couple of breaks. So, you know, at least time to explore of that nature. But it always leaves, you know, something to look forward to. Right. So, I mean, it's and a job. A you're playing basketball for your job, mm-hmm. but you, you know, if you're smart about right. it, you can fit that in. You just got to be smart about when you do it and make sure your oh, priorities exactly. are right. Yeah. Okay. No, for sure. Okay. And so, where were we? Playing in Alexandria? And... Mm-hmm. All right. So, season started or will start? You still in practice mode? Game start? So, we're in preseason right now. Season starts in October. I think our first game is the fifth. Okay. And I think it's actually a tournament. So we're getting prepared for that. You know, we just had a scrimmage today and then we have practice tomorrow. So we're just really trying to just focus in on, you know, what we got to do as a team. Because at this point, it's, you know, learning who does what best and putting them in a, in a, in a good position to, you know, be effective for the team. Sure. And so since you haven't played it, you can't really speak to competition of the league. How many teams are in the league? I have no idea. Sure. I want to say okay. six. <laughs> okay. I want to say six. 
So, and I'm just saying six based off of another girl that played here last year. Sure. I'm actually friends with her. So she she's actually in Alexandria too. Oh. So she kind of gave me like a little rundown. See, the basketball can be a, a rundown of, you know, how it's going to be. But I believe there's six teams and I believe they we all have an American. Okay. So it should be very interesting this year. Okay. Competition wise. And so I guess we'll have we'll have to check in later on after you've gone through a lot of the season and see how it goes. Oh yeah, for sure. We're absolutely. gonna have to check in. We're gonna do a second interview. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um and so yeah, there's really only so much we can get to then if you're if, if we haven't started, which is fine. How long are you set to be there? So I'm set to be here probably till the end of April. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, till the end of April. So I think that's just eight months. <laughs> But I, we do, I we do have a couple breaks in between, probably like a week break, like a week is probably near the Christmas and you know February months. But the first, the first beginning half of the season is just boom, right into basketball. Sure. All right, that's really all I had. Uh, well, I will say, is there? Can you give us um, kind of walk listeners through as to what a number they might be able to expect when starting versus how that can develop as far as salary? Not your specific but like if you you know kind of okay. combine what you know so, with the people you know and stuff like that right so i mean for starting off at of your rookie season it it, it kind of just depends on a couple of things what college you went to what were your stats and you know if you were drafted in the WNBA, that plays a huge part in your in your numbers as a rookie but if you let's say you weren't drafted you know came from a good division one but you know your numbers were just kind of like decent i think uh probably just starting salary is probably like 1500 okay a month 1500 a month yeah okay and then you know working working you know, working up from that, obviously the number jumps drastically. I know a couple girls that are probably making eight to nine thousand now a month. You know, yeah, and that's after a everything month. is paid for too. So right, essentially so all money in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that okay. You know, and which is huge. You know, compared to you know even the WNBA salary that I still believe to this day they're still not getting paid what they're worth. But you know, you'll meet half of them overseas because that's where the big money is at for women's basketball. So you said right in the very beginning you said you didn't want to play in the WNBA. Why did you? Mm-hmm. Why? Why was that the case for you? For me, when I heard uh, oh the WNBA, I automatically think numbers. I'm like okay. Can I live, you know, can I live comfortably with this salary? Sure. Because, you know, coming out coming out of, you know, even a, a high D one that I play for, I play for Oregon State, that's the Pac twelve. It you know, it's yeah. good competition. But, you know, the the annual salary of the WBA player is teacher salary, you know? Yeah. So me not knowing, you know, that much about overseas, I was just looking at, oh, my gosh, like, that's a teacher's salary. I could, you know, get a regular job and be okay, like, making way more. Like, I love basketball. You're talking to a teacher. Yeah, I can't can't live comfortably with the salary. You know what I mean? Now, you know, me being more educated and, you know, overseas, obviously, I'm kind of like, well, you know, if that was something that was supposed to be, obviously, it it would have been meant to be, but uh, I'm I'm okay right now. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I just it's just never been a oh I have to play for the WNBA. That's just never that never was my dream. It was kind of just like I'm gonna have fun playing basketball, and when I'm not having fun no more, that's obviously when I'm gonna retire. Well, speaking as a teacher, the salary mm-hmm. I can understand uh, maybe looking for something if you know opportunities are are out there, maybe expanding your right horizons as far as uh, salary goes. But right, awesome. That was. 
wonderful and thank you that was a lot of time thank you very much for all that uh is there anything <laughs> no problem i loved it is there anything that you and like I said, my, my, my oldest sister she's a teacher so you know yeah <laughs> yeah you know she's a teacher she's you know head head basketball coach at skyline high school you know so skyline like where in in arizona oh. There's a skyline in Michigan. I thought maybe yeah. the same one. Okay. Yeah. And so, all right. So, anything else you think young women basketball players or athletes in general need to know that you can give to them that I didn't cover? I mean, for me, it's just kind of just having fun. I'm. I will always, to this day, preach have fun. But you know, with the knowledge of it, you just kind of just have to ask around. No, you know, there is no such thing as too much advice. And you know, I'm. I'm really. I really believe that. You know, if you see someone older ask questions like you know they have a lot of knowledge to give like they have a lot of secrets to give they have a whole lot of knowledge to share that you know they they might not want to share but if you ask them i'm pretty sure they're gonna say something sure because like i said before you know this this community is all about word of mouth it's all about reputation so you know always always be mindful of that well Awesome. That was wonderful. Thank you, Patricia. I appreciate it very much. And um, okay. I would, I'd love to touch base again uh, farther throughout the season and check yeah, and see how it's it, going. It okay? should be you, me, and Reem. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We, we, can... we, should all have, we should all have an interview. <laughs> Absolutely. We could do that. All right. All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I look forward to talking with you soon in the middle of the season. Hopefully we're winning a lot of games. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. See ya. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. So... Again, like I said in the beginning, there's not really much to debrief before or after because Patricia did such a fantastic interview that really everything's covered so well. There's nothing really that I was left curious about by the end. We covered it so, or Patricia covered it so well. So one thing I'll retouch on for just a second is the money aspect. Reem talked about, if if you think back or if you haven't listened to it, listen to the episode. Reem was talking about how there's plenty of players playing Specifically, she was talking about professionally in Egypt, but we can imagine and expand the thinking and assume this is the case is in uh, the case in other in other leagues too. But there are plenty of players that need to have a job other than basketball during the league, not even during the downtime like Patricia was talking about, but during the season. And so that's definitely not the case for the story that Patricia's telling us. And even if you listen to Reem talk in the episode before, she was even saying that it's almost tenfold more than an import can get paid professionally playing in Egypt. And so if female basketball player now think about that, you really love basketball. And right now, maybe you think the only option is the WNBA and maybe that's a good thing. And maybe it's not know that that's definitely not the only, the only option. I, I hope that if you learned anything from the episode, it's that Patricia Bright is an example of what you can achieve and the fact that there are options for you all over the world. She bounced from Australia to Europe to in Africa and just all over the place, traveling, getting paid to travel and play the sport that she loves. It's not a bad gig. And, and the more you play and the better you get, the more you're making to the point where it is possible to make a comfortable paycheck, more than more than what somebody might make here back in the States with any number of, of career jobs so or any number of careers. So if nothing else, I hope Patricia's story was uh, insight into what uh, is out there, and I hope it at least opens the door for a couple of things. You to keep looking for opportunities, listen to us for, for more opportunities, but also, like Patricia said, sometimes those agents are out there trying to get a hold of you through things as simple as Facebook. So keep your eyes open and, and keep your eyes open, set your goals high, and... and um, 
you'd be surprised where it'll take you. So thank you for listening. Thank you again, Patricia, for the episode. And uh, listen for our next one coming out on Wednesday. Thank you all for making it through another episode. A couple things I got a quick run through and then we'll be done. Uh, first, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on our different key platforms. Uh, first, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin. Also, Instagram, uh, at globallyballinofficial. And then Twitter, at globallyballin. The Instagram and Twitter are by far our most active. And they're also very different content. They're actually run by different people. So go ahead and make sure you're following both of those. And they'll also both alert you for when something new is posted either in the podcast or or Patreon, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. Also, um, when it comes to the Facebook account, the Facebook account seems um, less active, and we're aware of that. It's different kind of content, and more is coming to the Facebook page, so you'll want to like it to make sure you're ready when a new wave of different content, which is coming soon, starts to make its way on there, which is exciting. Uh, finally, though, is the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com and then you search Globally Ball, and you're going to find our account. $3 a month, and with that, you're going to get a couple of things. First, shout out to all the supporters, which is great, which is actually also really good for any of you athletes out there. It's a great way to get your name, your brand, your place where people can find your highlight tapes, all that stuff. That'll be plugged in our episodes, which is great. So if you become a patron um, for the $3 a month, you'll get that. In addition, though, what we're really kind of excited about, not that we're not excited about the other one, is that you're going to get a bunch of extra content. It's going to be different from when I originally recorded this to when you're listening to this now. We're going to keep adding to it. Uh, There's a lot of different stuff. It might just be extra stuff that didn't fit into an episode. And there's also a whole new um, different kind of content called Candid Conversations, which is basically a whole new show that we started. As the name suggests, it's a conversation between me and somebody else. For whatever reason, it doesn't fit into an episode. And if you go check out one of those Candid Conversations, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So that $3 a month, you're going to get your shout out and your um, your help to support your brand or get attention to your highlight reel or whatever, plus a lot of extra detailed, fun content in addition to this free podcast. So go and check that out. Refresher, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin, Instagram at globallyballinofficial, Twitter at globallyballin, and uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash, or patreon.com search globally balling and you'll find do the three dollar a month patron if you're interested and get all new content a bunch of additional content uh if that's not for you totally fine we still really appreciate you supporting and listening uh if you have any suggestions make sure you send us a message again because we're most active on instagram and twitter that's the best way to send us a suggestion we'd be happy to listen and um and try to get anybody in that area and that sport, that country, that topic that'll help you best. So make sure you send us one of those requests. Otherwise, thank you again for listening. You'll hear from us again uh, next week.